Blue Shirts fans to episode number 156 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And today, it's Monday, it's the start of training camp, and teams are going to be traveling to either Toronto or Edmonton on July 26th to get ready for the start of qualifying round play on August 1st. The Rangers, just like every other team, will be limited to 30 skaters and an unlimited amount of goaltenders. And when they head to Toronto, they can bring no more than 28 total skaters and 31 total players with them. So we'll see how it all lines up. We'll see if they want to go with an extra forward, an extra defenseman, an extra goalie, whatever it might be. But we can't go a second farther here without talking about the Rangers schedule being unveiled and really the schedule for the entire qualifying round. That includes all the qualifying round games. It also includes all the round robin games. The only thing we don't have right now is start times and that goes for the Rangers and everybody else but we at least know who's going to play who on what days and of course when the Rangers and Carolina Hurricanes will play each other throughout this best of five round in the qualifying round and going to go ahead and just share the Rangers schedule with a bunch of you right now. I'm sure a lot of you have seen this by now, but I think it bears repeating at this moment. And so game one of the best of five against the Canes will be played on Saturday, August 1st. And that is one of five qualifying round games on the slate for Saturday, August 1st. And again, no start times have been released for the Rangers or any of the other games. So my recommendation to any Ranger fans and really any hockey fans in general, just keep that day completely clean. Uh, don't schedule anything. Don't schedule a golf outing. Don't, uh, you know, hopefully it's not anybody's birthday. I don't know. Bottom line, clear your schedule. Make some time to watch some Stanley Cup playoffs because it's been a long time since any of us have gotten to watch hockey or live sports in general. And so I think we all deserve to enjoy it. And again, I know there's a lot of people who aren't so sure that this should even be happening. You can count me among you. I mean, it's not a slam dunk that this is the best decision, but it looks like the NHL is going to go forward with it and we are going to get some playoff hockey. So when that happens, I think you owe it to yourself to enjoy it. I know a lot of people have gone through some tough times during this pandemic to say the very least. And sports always a great getaway in times like this. So yes, game one, once again, for the Rangers and the Hurricanes will be played on Saturday, August 1st. And then for game two, the well, the Rangers will be off on Sunday, August 2nd, and then back in action on Monday, August 3rd for game two. And then game three will occur on Tuesday, August 4th. So the Rangers and Hurricanes will play games one, two, and three in the span of just four days. So the Rangers really going to have to hit the ground running if they're going to uh, knock off this team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. And then just to close out the series, they are off on Wednesday, August 5th. But if Game 4 is necessary, that will happen on Thursday, August 6th. They will be off on Friday, August 7th. And then finally, if a Game 5 is necessary, it will be contested on Saturday, August 8th. The other thing I'm going to do here is give you guys the rundown of the Stanley Cup playoff schedule for that first opening weekend, Saturday, August 1st, and Sunday, August 2nd. I'm not going to go through the entire qualifying round schedule and tell you every single game that's happening on every single day. That would be insane. We'd be here all day, but I can at least give you uh, that opening round weekend and you guys can decide which games you want to watch. Obviously the Rangers, but you know, with me, of course I'm going to watch the Rangers, but 
I'm going to watch other games as well because it's the playoffs, and the playoffs are awesome. But anyway, Saturday, August 1st, we already know the Rangers will be playing against the Hurricanes. We do not know what time, but that is one of just five games scheduled for that day. The other two Eastern Conference games on Saturday, August 1st, will be the Panthers against the Islanders and the Canadians against the Penguins. I could see myself getting into both of those series, really, because you've got a lot of teams that are rivals of the Rangers, like... I mean, for me, it's it's the Islanders and especially the Penguins. The, to me, those are maybe the two biggest rivals of the Rangers. Some old school fans will remember them going up against the Canadians in the playoffs, you know, many, many years ago. Of course, they beat them in 2014 as well in the Eastern Conference Finals. But Rangers-Canadians, to me, hasn't been that big of a rivalry, at least not at the same level as the Islanders and the Penguins in recent seasons. But bottom line... It'd be fun to root against the Islanders and root for a team like the Panthers. It'd be fun for me, at least, to root against the Penguins and root for the Canadians. And Canadians-Penguins is just an interesting matchup because the Penguins are the five seed, so they just missed getting a bye, and the Canadians are the 12 seed. So, you know, a team that really shouldn't even be there, can they upset the Penguins? Probably not, but might be fun to watch. And also on Saturday, August 1st, getting back to the schedule, a pair of Western Conference qualifying round games. The Blackhawks will take on the Oilers, and the Jets will battle the Flames. Again, no start times yet announced for any of those games, but we will certainly keep an eye on it. And then to jump into Sunday, August 2, this is a little different, and this is going to give you guys a little bit of an idea of how the playoffs are going to work this year. There will be three qualifying round games on Sunday, August 2nd. There will also be two round-robin games on Sunday, August 2nd. And keep in mind the round-robin games, they only exist for the purposes of allowing the top four teams in each conference to get their legs under them, get some in-game competition, and to determine seeds. So it's kind of interesting to think about how full bore these teams are going to go in these games. You know, do you absolutely just empty the tank in these games and do everything you can to win and try to get that top seed? Or is your priority really just to kind of, you know, get used to playing hockey again, getting your legs under you and getting out of these games healthy? It'll be interesting to watch, be interesting to see what kind of a strategy those teams employ for those games. But those two round robin games on Sunday, August 2nd will be the Flyers against the Bruins in the Eastern Conference. And then for the Western Conference, you've got the Blues against the Avalanche. And again, I just think it's going to be interesting to see if these teams really go pedal to the metal for these games because it's nice to be the top seed, but it's not absolutely crucial for a Stanley Cup playoff run. And that's more true this year than ever because there's not really any home ice advantage to speak of. Everybody's in one of these two hub cities. So definitely an interesting situation to keep track of there. And as for the qualifying rounds on Sunday, August 2nd, there are three. We've got the Blue Jackets against the Maple Leafs in the Eastern Conference. And in the Western Conference, you got Wild against Canucks and Coyotes taking on the Predators. So in that weekend alone, the opening weekend of the Stanley Cup playoffs, there will be 10 games in just two days, eight qualifying round games, two round-robin games. So, yeah, come one, come all. You know, take a load off. Watch some Stanley Cup playoff hockey. I really think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's been a long time coming. And like I said, when the puck dropped, this is what we've been talking about, but it will be about four and a half months since we last had hockey. So it's going to be, the Stanley Cup playoffs are always awesome. I think they're going to be nicer this year than ever. And again, I still do understand if some people have some reservations about whether these games should even be played at all. But as long as they're on the schedule and as long as the NHL is going to move forward with it, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to enjoy them, especially the Rangers against the Hurricanes. And then just for one last glimpse at the Stanley Cup playoff schedule, again, I'm not going to go through the entire tournament because that would just take forever. That would be an entire episode, maybe two episodes. But if you look past the opening weekend, Saturday, August 1st, and Sunday, August 2nd, the Monday through Friday that follow, there are exactly six games on all five days. So I'm very curious to find out if we're going to actually get some Stanley Cup playoff games happening during the middle of a day 
on a weekday because you don't even get day games during the week in the regular season ever. So really some unprecedented times here. I'm not sure if they'll do it this time or if they'll try to start these games a little bit later. I would imagine they'll be starting at least somewhat earlier than usual because if you're going to do three games in each city, then you're going to have to or you're going to be up all night playing hockey. Maybe there will be a schedule, maybe something like, you know, 4 o'clock and 7 o'clock and 10 o'clock, something like that. Um but I don't know. I've seen some schedules where the latest scheduled game in Toronto is actually only at 8 o'clock. So there might very well be some Stanley Cup playoff games on during the day. And depending on your situation, you probably either love that or hate that. Uh, I've been able to work from home throughout this entire pandemic, so I am extremely fortunate. Uh, the schedule, if they want to throw some games on during the afternoon, I'm all for it. I'd be happy to watch. But uh, yeah, I mean, whether you like that or dislike that, it's probably going to depend on your own schedule. And one last little piece of news here as it pertains to the Stanley Cup playoff schedule. Once the playoffs reach the conference finals, and we've only got four teams left, two teams from the Eastern Conference, two teams from the Western Conference, all of the remaining playoff games will be held in Edmonton. So if the Rangers, you know, make an epic run through the playoffs and they knock off three consecutive opponents and they get all the way to the Eastern Conference finals, they're going to be packing their bags. They're going to be heading west to Edmonton to do the Eastern Conference finals there. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Before we go any further, one other thing that I should also mention here, uh, Locked On is going to be going back to five episodes per week per show. So that begins this week. Again, it is, it's actually Sunday as I'm recording this, but this is Monday's episode, and we're going to do our best to get you guys five new episodes of Locked On New York Rangers this week. Uh, I don't want to make any promises just yet, but by the time the puck drops and the Rangers are, are you know, competing in the playoffs, it's going to be just like it was in the regular season. Uh, your team every day, a new Locked On New York Rangers episode every single day. So, yeah, that's what you have to look forward to, and I'm definitely looking forward to kind of picking it back up and, uh, you know, doing a different episode every single day as we were doing in the past before the season was paused. And all throughout last week, we talked a little bit about the new CBA and, you know, how the players were going to vote on it and how it was widely expected to pass. I can tell you guys now it passed in a landslide by a vote of 502 to 135. Just 51% was required for the new CBA to pass. So they easily cleared that. The chatter all throughout last week seemed to indicate that the CBA was going to pass, although I suppose you never know for sure until the vote actually happens, but indeed that was the case, and the new CBA will run through 2026 after passing, uh, again, really in a one-sided vote, the final tally being 502 to 135. 
A couple of things we also got to talk about. This is kind of moving away from the Rangers and kind of looking at the broader picture in the NHL and for the Stanley Cup playoffs, but it could still potentially impact the Rangers, and that is the issue of opt-outs. So far, we have had seven players opt out of playing in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and just to run through the names really quick, they are Travis Hamanick of the Flames, Mike Green of the Oilers, Carl Alsner of the Canadians, Roman Polak of the Stars, Zach Trotman of the Penguins, Sven Bershi of the Canucks, and finally, Stephen Camphor of the Bruins. Camphor, you might actually remember, spent a couple of seasons with the Rangers in 2016-17 and 2017-18, skated in 32 games with the Blue Shirts, picked up a goal and two assists. He's bounced around, gone from the Bruins to the Wilds, to the Panthers, to the Rangers, and back to the Bruins, so kind of a journeyman defenseman at 31 years old, but he will not be participating in the playoffs. And really, seven players, that's not that many. None of these players should catch any flack from anyone. There is a pandemic going on right now. It needs to be repeated. It needs to be said so that we don't forget about it. Um, it's their decision to make. They all have their reasons. I know Mike Green, for example, has two young children. So maybe for some players like Green, it just might not be worth it this season. And Hamannick, too, sitting out due to family considerations. And here's actually a note from Travis Hamannick, just to give everybody listening a little bit of an idea of just how hard it is for these guys to do this. Because, yeah, they want to be responsible and it's got to be family first. But I think it kills these hockey players. Uh to not play in general, and certainly in the Stanley Cup playoffs when your team is in the playoffs and has a chance to go win a Stanley Cup. So I'm just going to read the note that Travis Hamannick wrote uh, regarding his decision to sit out. Due to what my daughter already has gone through and the concerns if she were to catch COVID-19, I've decided to opt out and seek a leave of absence from the Calgary Flames for the remainder of the playoffs. I wish I could lace up my skates and be out there battling, blocking a shot, and helping the team win, but my family has and always will come first. Being my little kid's dad every day is the most important job I have. I love this game and my team. This is a decision that is extremely hard for me to make. I wish my teammates the best of luck and good health. I look forward to joining the Sea of Red, the greatest fans in the NHL, and cheering on my teammates as they chase the opportunity to bring the Stanley Cup home to Calgary. And that's, again, from Travis Hamanick. And the other players, they all have their reasons, too. Again, I'm not going to sit here and read every single uh, explanation from every single one of these players, but you get the idea. There's a lot going on. There are things that are bigger than the game of hockey. And in Hamanick's case, uh, it sounds like, you know, he just prioritizes his family uh, much more than chasing a Stanley Cup. And it sounds like, I don't know the specifics here, but it sounds like his daughter uh, could be at some risk if she were to catch COVID-19. I mean, everybody's at risk, but maybe she's at a little bit more risk than the average person. As of now, no players on the Rangers have opted out, but they, along with every other player in the NHL, will have until 5 p.m. Eastern time on Monday afternoon to opt out of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So we will keep our eye on that. It kind of seems like a small window, to be honest, because the CBA just got ratified, and then it's kind of like, all right, you got three days to decide, uh, make up your mind whether you're going to play in these playoffs or not. I suppose the logic there could be that you know teams have to know who they have and know who they don't have and be ready to go for the playoffs uh, with the players that they have available to them. Although, like I said, it does sound like kind of a, a small window, but then again, you could look at it as, well, the season's been paused since March 11th. These players have had a lot of time to kind of weigh their options if and when the season comes back and decide if they'd like to go out there and play or not. Just to kind of put a bow on all our talk about the CBA here, a couple of these things, you know, we mentioned in a previous episode, but some of them bear repeating and some of them there's additional information available now. Uh, one of those items being that the salary cap will be frozen at $81.5 million for the 2020-2021 season. That is not new news. What is new news, though, is 
how long it remains frozen will be related directly to hockey-related revenues. And in fact, the cap will stay at $81.5 million until hockey-related revenue reaches $3.3 billion. And even after that, it can't increase by more than $1 million per season until the hockey-related revenue reaches $4.8 billion. The NHL and the NHLPA can, however, allow the salary cap to increase by more than $1 million while hockey-related revenue is in the $3.3 to $4.8 billion range. So it sounds like negotiations can be uh, opened up between the NHL and the NHLPA. So basically what that means is that some difficult decisions for the Rangers regarding the upcoming free agency class just got that much more difficult because they don't really have any more wiggle room. Not that the cap would have jumped up that much, but in general, the salary caps do tend to increase as the seasons go on. But for right now, like we said, it's going to be frozen at $81.5 million. And the Rangers aren't alone there. There's a lot of teams that, you know, they're going to have some tough decisions to make as it pertains to their own free agents and how they spend uh, looking to bring in free agents from other teams. I thought this was interesting as well, and in a recent episode, I commended the NHL for basically doing everything in its power to protect the privacy of players who have contracted COVID-19, and indeed, the NHL does deserve credit here. I think they've done a really nice job with it. They are protecting the identity of players and of uh, you know team employees as well. However, the point I also made a few episodes ago was that it would be very, very hard to continue to protect player privacy once the playoff games start, because if you have you know, a great player or even a good player who is just suddenly out of the lineup and there wasn't an injury in the last game or we don't think there's an injury of any kind, uh, I don't think it would be all that hard to connect the dots as to what's going on there. Uh, but what the NHL is going to do now is they're not going to have a standard injury report as they typically do. And so whenever anyone gets hurt, or whenever anyone has COVID, for that matter, they they simply just will not play, and it'll be kind of like a no further questions kind of a situation. Uh, teams will not be sharing their injuries with one another, so we're all, I, I guess we're all just going to be surprised when the puck drops. You know, whoever's dressed is whoever's dressed, and uh, we'll just take it from there. Points to the NHL here. I mean, I didn't really even consider this to be an option. It is a little bit weird, and I'm sure for, you know, people in the media, uh, it's going to be difficult trying to get information as far as who's going to be available and who's going to be in the lineup and who's going to be out of the lineup. But yeah, a, a nice job by the NHL here thinking outside the box to, again, protect player privacy as it pertains to COVID-19. And so there won't be any announcement of a player getting COVID and there won't be any announcement of injuries either. So that's going to make for some very interesting uh you know, press conference questions. I mean, I don't even know how the press conferences are going to work. I think it's mostly going to be done virtually with not having reporters actually in the room. But either way, yeah, just going to be very, very strange. You know, if a player uh, just suddenly isn't in the lineup for game three of one of these qualifying round games, uh, you know, the coaching staff is going to be very mum on why they're not out there. It could be COVID. It could be an injury. Uh, they're just not going to disclose any details. So an interesting situation to keep your eye on there as well. The NHL will, however, release the number of players who have tested positive, and that will be made public knowledge. So at all times, the NHL is going to be very transparent there. They will allow us all to know exactly how many players have tested positive for COVID. I assume that includes uh, coaching staff and team employees as well, but we will see. But what the NHL will not do is release the names of these players, and I assume also coaching staff and uh, you know team employees, media members, whatever, whatever it might be. So we'll always be in the loop as far as how many cases of COVID there are, but we will not know who has it. So that's probably a, a probably the best way to possibly do it. And as far as positive COVID tests are concerned, there is no definitive number right now from the NHL about how many positive tests it would take to shut down the playoff tournament. So 
you know, that's something obviously to keep an eye on as well. If there's like a completely out of control outbreak, which I, again, fingers crossed that that does not happen. Uh, and hopefully, you know, everybody can safely get through this tournament. We can get ourselves a Stanley Cup champion. But if that happens, it sounds like there's no specific number that will cause the NHL to shut down and give up on this tournament. It sounds like they're just going to basically play it by ear and just use their best judgment, um, you know, based on how many uh, positive COVID tests that there are. And then just one final piece of news here as it pertains to the CBA. The NHL is still looking to have a full 82-game season in 2020-2021. And this year's Stanley Cup playoffs could end as late as October 2nd, and the NHL wants to be ready to go for the next season by December 1st. So we are looking at a very short offseason, just two months. But, hey, you know, we all love hockey, so I don't really think you can consider this a bad thing. Um, again, it's all contingent on everything related to COVID, uh, hopefully keeping it under control. Hopefully by the time next season, December 1st, runs around, it's a thing of the past. I mean, I don't know how realistic that is, but obviously, fingers crossed that, uh, you know, COVID goes away and maybe we can end 2020 on a positive note. But yes, December 1st is the target date for the NHL to start the 2020-2021 season. It is a very tentative date, but obviously that is something we will keep our eyes on as well as the weeks and months go by here. And so again, you know, the new CBA is in place. Everything is cool. And let us not speak of it again until 2026, which is when it will expire, which is obviously great news to hear. There's got to be labor peace. It's not something we're going to have to worry about for at least the next six years. And then just one last thing I wanted to do here before we wrap up for the day, NHL.com has released a list of critical dates coming forward. Obviously, July 13th, Monday, that is the start of training camps. July 26th will be the travel day where teams will go to their hub city. The Rangers will head for Toronto. July 28th through 30th will be the exhibition games. And this is something we talked about on a prior episode, but it sounds like every team in the NHL in the Stanley Cup playoffs will get one exhibition game before the Stanley Cup qualifying round and before the round robin. And there's no word yet on who the Rangers might play or which of those days they might play on. I would imagine, I think we can pretty safely rule out the Hurricanes because I don't know why you would put anyone in an exhibition game against a team that they're about to play in a Stanley Cup playoff round. So we'll see who the Rangers play. I don't think it really matters. It's an exhibition game just to get your legs under you and get going a little bit. And then the qualifiers begin on August 1st. August 10th is phase two of the NHL draft lottery, and that's when we'll find out which of the eight teams eliminated in the qualifying round will be picking first in the NHL draft. August 11th, that is the round of 16, which is technically called the first round, but I'm calling it the round of 16 to avoid confusion. August 25th, that is the round of eight. September 8th is the conference finals. Once again, those will all be in Edmonton. September 22nd will be the Stanley Cup finals. And then October 4th, apparently, is going to be the last possible day of the finals. And then October 9th and 10th, we will get to enjoy the 2020 NHL draft. So, a lot of stuff to look forward to, and none more so than seeing the Rangers step onto the ice for a postseason game against the Carolina Hurricanes. It's really going to be great. I hope everybody out there enjoys it. It's been three years since the Rangers have been in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and obviously these are under bizarre circumstances this season. But hey, let's go out there. Let's get a win. Let's not get the Hurricanes, and let's take it from there. So once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you would like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Now go ahead and tell your smart device to play the latest edition of Locked On NHL. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.